We're flying high with the wings and talking all things lacrosse. You're now listening to the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. going on everybody we are back it is episode 70 of the outside the box podcast right here on underground sports philadelphia kyle bennett otb herm live from underground studios not live but you know what we mean uh herm it is new york week i mean we're essentially live we are recording this we are. right we are now live friday morning flesh. herm's in studio i'm in the studio first of all made that long trip on trek on the amtrak last night Highly don't recommend the Amtrak at all. I felt just absolutely disgusting after that. Amtrak, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor at all, and I don't want them to be a sponsor. <laughs> that being said, I mean, this is kind of live. It's Friday morning. You guys yeah. are literally going to hear this on the Friday <laughs> before noon, hopefully. So, um, yeah, we're excited to get after it this morning. I mean, there's a ton of stuff on the slate for today. We got a ton of peel. I mean, huge PL weekend coming up here in New York. And then the NLL just released their schedule, and we have a little NLL draft coming up on Tuesday. With so, some fun NLL draft things that are going on. Yeah, so. I mean, I'm, I'm stoked, but let's get let's get into the um, PLL stuff because, I mean, it's going to be an absolutely bonkers weekend. So it is semifinal weekend, Redwoods, Chaos in the championship bracket, and then we've got Chrome Archers in the first-round draft pick bracket. Mm-hmm. These... Teams are going to go toe-to-toe with each other. They play each other tough, especially this Chaos Redwoods matchup. Uh, it's it's going to be a heavyweight title fight. I, I woke up this morning, actually, and for some reason the first thought to my mind was um, our guy, Andy Towers. I, I don't know. I don't take that in like a creepy way at all. But I was like, damn, Like two of our favorite coaches in this league are about to go head-to-head, and the they're two- going to absolutely just take each other to the ground the two official coaches of the podcast right so it's gonna be it's gonna be a bloodbath man but these are two teams that are going to come at it and absolutely rip each other apart i think so so the pll put out the poll last night asking which attack was better and initially almost all season long honestly i had the chaos the miles thompson connor fields josh burton trio in my mind is unbeatable but then we saw Ryder Garnsey come onto the scene. We saw Matt Cavanaugh absolutely just show out. And then we have the really the head of that three-head monster in Jules Henningberg. So it became a real conundrum in my mind of just completely debating every single little aspect of all those guys' games that bring them together. And I can't come up with an answer to which attack is better. Because Ryder Garnsey right now leads the point since the All-Star game in the league and then i mean we haven't been able to see all of the potential that miles and josh and connor can get out of each other because of injury so i mean these are two teams one of them has a much longer stat record of their entire career with a lot of accolades and the other one's new 
quick and gets the freaking job done in the Redwoods. So, I mean, these are two attacks that are just going to go head go head to head, man. I think it's, if you want to look at the depth of it, and this is all of my Redwoods fandom bias aside. Yeah, bull honky. Redwoods depth is there on the attack because you brought up Jules, you bring up Ryder, you bring up Matt Cavanaugh. Westberg doesn't get talked about enough in my opinion. And our boy JoJo Marasco, plus when he's not injured, Clark Peterson is yeah. also part of this attack for Redwoods. So Redwoods are six deep with literally insane talent at the attack position where right. but, I would I mean, say Chaos is about consistently four deep with the big three and then Eric Scott. Yeah, but like even when they were hurt, the Chaos was still getting it mm-hmm. done up top. I mean, Dane Smith dropped down a little bit and he worked his tail off. I mean, these are just dudes who like absolutely grind they grind so hard so i mean yes they're gonna just roll out miles thompson connor fields and josh Byrne. that's totally chill and i'm cool with not having depth and because those three guys can just they're unstoppable and it's just gonna be an unreal game i i've so that being said my thing to watch for this game is scoring i mean i think that the defenses each on each team have a ton on their hands i think that these these attackmen are just going to go off. I, I think we're going to see a big week out of Jules since he was kind of mm-hmm. quiet last week. So, I mean, and then Ryder's just going to keep doing what Ryder does every week now, which is just magician stuff. I mean, he wasn't on my original list of magicians at the beginning of the season, but he's certainly give worked a, his way on Give him there. a Vegas residency. I mean, yeah, get this man some cards or something. Now, Herm, the biggest thing that stood out to me from Chaos's roster for this weekend mm-hmm. is they have two face-off guys dressed. Yeah, that's interesting for me because Tommy Kelly has been hasn't been bad. I mean, last week he might have could have been better, of mm-hmm. course. I mean, you can always be better. I Tommy mean, he Kelly. was also going up against Joe Nardella, who is arguably the best faceoff man in the league, in my opinion. So, I mean, does I could, that? I could be mistaken, but this is the first weekend that Chaos has Austin Henningsen dressed. Uh, and I think you're right. Yeah, because Tommy Kelly's taken over the role almost all season long, which also makes me wonder if there's maybe a nagging injury or mm-hmm. something that could come up or in the midst of the game. is Andy Towers just playing it safe just in case right. and, type thing? I mean, Andy's a guy who knows what the hell he's mm-hmm. doing, and I, I, would, I would love to hear his rationale, and I'm sure I'm going to get it this weekend, on why we got two face-off guys suiting up. But, I mean, security is something that you look for, especially in a championship series. Any team will bolster their roster anytime you're going into a big championship or uh playoff series and that's what the chaos did here i mean i think it's a smart move though because now they're gonna work on that transition game hopefully win more face-offs i think that's where they're looking to beat the redwoods this week is just win more face-offs get more possession because i mean guy i mean greg looked like a freaking monster i mean you got to do what you can to simmer that down because not only was he winning a ton of faceoffs, he was scoring goals and he was creating generating a ton of offense for that redwood squad in columbus and for that to be what can make or break a two or three goal swing here you got to do what you got to do even if it means bringing in another faceoff guy literally just to maybe stuff greg at the x and try and get a midfield in there midfielder in there to poke at the ball or something mm-hmm. and then chaos is dropping eric scott back to midfield uh, along with, you know, pretty much their typical midfield squad. Dane Smith out there again after his big performance. Mm-hmm. Dane's been looking good, man. I, I love watching him play. I mean, obviously, he's one of my favorite box players in the NLL, so getting to watch him really work out on the field is just as fun because, I mean, he's so damn talented, dude. And then uh, Redwood's roster is the roster that they've been thrown out there since the 17-4 to loss to Whipsnakes. 
and it's worked for them every single time. Five attack, their midfield squad, Greg at the faceoff, uh, John Sexton and Carol Lunas at LSM, and then Glazner, Landis, Eppel on defense, and then Timmy Troutner I mean, in net. That's the defense that you want rolling out there. Mm-hmm. That They're my favorite defense in the league, other than the Whip Snakes, of course. Um, no, I mean, guys like Matt Landis and Garrett Eppel and even Glazner, these dudes all just are tough-ass dudes, honestly. That's the only way to describe them. And, I mean, Garrett Eppel, not only does he get it done on the defensive side of the ball, he can move the ball and transition really freaking well. He works, this is going to sound really sexual, but he works with his pole really freaking well. (laughs) But, I mean, those are the things that you look for in a defenseman, man. I mean, look at Jared Newman. He's been the most iconic defenseman in the league all season long, and it's not because what he's doing on defense. Yes, last week he shut down Matt Rambo, and Matt Rambo literally took himself out of a game because of him, but it's because of the fact that he is the X factor that can come down the field, score a two-bomb, and get back and play that tight defense. So, I mean... That's the kind of X factor that Apple and Landis bring to the field for the Redwoods this week. And I mean, that being said, flip side, of course, Jared Newman can do the same thing. Brody Merrill, one of the best defensemen LSMs of all time, communicates so well on the field that his team will always feel confident, comfortable, and know what to do out on the field. So I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tight game. These teams, and it's tough for this league, man. I mean. All of these rosters are bolstered and stacked from top to absolutely freaking bottom. So, yes, we are completely sitting here debating the top percent of talent in the world <laughs> and how they're going to beat each other. It's kind of like when you've cheat, like uh, hacked your PS2 back in the day and you had everything open for like whatever video game you were playing. Like You are literally just playing the best of the best versus the best of the best, and that is, that is what we're going to get this weekend. Game Shark season. And you know what the best thing about that is? Wait, okay, I'm about to go on a tangent. Do you remember the PS2 um, hack uh, book that you could mm-hmm. buy at book fairs that like gave you all the cheat codes mm-hmm. in the world? Yeah, that was amazing. But that being said, uh, I think we're going to have a tight game this weekend in yeah. the Redwoods and Chaos because, I mean, no team wants to go home. And it's gonna. Everyone's, well, everyone wants to lift that trophy. You want to. You want to lift that beautiful glass trophy that we haven't spoke about yet on the podcast. Yeah. Actually, I mean, it is interesting, and I think that it was designed strictly for people to like drink out of it. It's kind of like a chalice, like a really large one, kind of like something you'd see like Thor drink out of. But um, no, it, it's a great look, and I think that it's really cool what they're doing with the. I think it kind of looks like. Uh, one of the soccer trophies uh, from um, like I want I want to say like the one of the European leagues or whatever. So I think that that was kind of the vibe they were going with. Um, but it looks sweet and it's awesome and I think that it'll be multi-purpose and I hope that the winning team gets to take it around and share it with the dudes, kind of like the Stanley Cup is. And maybe someone will hop on NBC Sports after the championship game with it and say. I'm going to Disney World <laughs> and make millions of dollars doing it. <laughs> now, uh, the first-round draft pick bracket has some some different roster changes. Yeah. Um, obviously, with Archers with the injuries, um, we're seeing a bit of a different look for them. Davy Amala in an attack. Joey Sankey going to drop the midfield. And then, uh, obviously, no Tom Schreiber and no Jackson Place, but um, still a formidable roster when you can throw out Will Manny and Marcus Holman, Christian Cuccinello is your top three attack, and then add Davy Amala to it mm-hmm. due to an injury. Right, and I mean, I want to focus in here on Christian. I mean, the guy has just completely mm-hmm. 
fallen into his own here. I mean, he's a guy out of Villanova who really wasn't, I don't want to sound crazy, but like he wasn't the high, most highly touted prospect, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. He was on the Wings practice squad all season, and he's really come out onto the field here this summer and really just put his name into people's minds and given people something to watch because he is a freaking talent with he vibes well with these guys incredibly i mean we were t- we talked about it two weeks ago actually like this archers team is more tight-knit up top than any other team in the league in my opinion maybe not the whip snakes because they really know each other well but like this archers team off the field seems to be so close and understand one another like it's just it's a wonderful thing to see i think that is what is going to help build camaraderie for the league and get people interested in learning more about these friendships that these guys carry off the field i mean will manny and marcus holman literally like are on each other's instagram stories every day and i think that's so cool yeah bunk bed dudes um the big change here that we called for for chrome is that brett queener's back Yep. And Alex Reddy is the backup. Is also available as a goalie. Actually, maybe Chrome. they're starting Alex Reddy. I don't know. Dom Starge. You don't know what you, he's You never do. know what Dom, Dom Starge is going to do. He's it's probably, clear that he listens to the podcast. You think because... he's working on his morning selfie right now? <laughs> wait, wait, okay. I want to I have a coach off right here for selfie of the year between Staggs and Dom Starge because the one Staggs posted the Stags other day trying to flex. while he was on his little jog was amazing i mean he looks like a straight up mafia member (laughs) but um no i think this is a huge move brett queener has been having a great week hiking it looks like and alex reddy's just getting ready i mean alex reddy's a guy who's going to come into this league probably with an expansion team and just absolutely tear it up i mean he's a young kid out of denver who has all of the potential in the world he is incredibly talented he's a hard-working kid and he honestly is going to be one of those names that we talk about every week with like a Timmy Troutner or a Jack Cannon. So, I mean, I'm excited. I hope that he gets his chance this week. That'd be pretty sick because, I mean, not nothing against Galloway, man. Love you, brother. But I it think, you, I think you needed this week off. It's just, it's just how it had to be. And you know what? If we come back to Philly, maybe you find yourself right back in there. Connor Farrell listed as the lone faceoff guy, as it should be. As, he's been... Pretty, he's been holding mm-hmm. it down now for what six weeks probably. Roughly, I mean, that's yeah. what you want to see because I mean the guy is just as talented as you could have ever imagined. The fourth round pick of the entry draft here, that he's completely worked out. I mean, he's a tough ass character and he's gonna win you the faceoffs. He does. He he might be like the most competitive guy on the field at any given moment. He wants to win every faceoff. I mean, not that the other guys don't, but he wants it for any. Like, he will literally put his life on the line to win a faceoff, and that's something you don't always see. So, I mean, Connor Farrell is doing the job, he's getting the work done, and that's what you love to see. However, my my look for the week is going to be this this front for the Chrome. I mean, I'm you guys, obviously, you listen to the podcast every week. I am such an offensive-oriented host here, so... um. But no, I, I'm excited to see what Gutty can do, man. I mean, this is a guy who's coming into this game having at least two points in every single game for this entire season that is absolutely absurd how does one do that he did it because he's always healthy and he's a talented ass player so the combination of gutty jordan wolf and simon matthias i mean that's something that like is just ridiculous first of all i mean gutty has all the stick skills and just lacrosse knowledge in the world jordan wolf is smart as shit 
and faster than lightning. And then Simon Matthias caps it off with just like the brains and knowledge to know what to do on the field and how to help those other two guys out. So, I mean, the attack core here for Chrome is going to put up a lot of points this week, in my opinion, because they didn't necessarily last week. Yeah, it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a fun weekend. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get to Red Bull for the first time. That being said, are we doing our rain dances, everyone? Because outdoor press boxes and rain? Don't miss. No, they are not friends. But, I mean, I want to see some really rowdy crowds out there in New York here. I think we're going to get them. And I'm just excited to be able to experience a two-game weekend. Not that I don't love having more games, but I think that having the focus on two days or two games and one day of lacrosse might be really huge for this league because so many other weekends people are like, okay, I'll go to one day or the other. Mm-hmm. This weekend they only have one option. It's Saturday, and I mean it's the perfect time, 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. There's really no better time to go experience some lacrosse here in the well, right outside the Big Apple, I guess. Yeah, and uh, the weather right now is looking good. Oh, knock on wood. Saturday, 77 and cloudy. I am totally cool with 77 and cloudy. Um, Maybe 77 and cloudy. Oh, my goodness. And with that. And with that, I mean, don't. You know what, guys? Wait for it. Here it comes. It's coming. Who we. uh... Uh, If you like my pun, make sure that you go leave a five star rating and review on the Apple Podcast. That is the Apple Podcast. It's a purple app on your phone. It's you're going to want to research underground sports Philadelphia. Go click the five stars. And then when it asks you, do you excuse me, guys, do you want to write a review? You say, yes, please. And you give me your best pun. And I'll probably quote it next week on the show. Thank you for that horrible ad read. Kyle, back to you. Puns. Um, who we got winning, Herm? All right. So this is. Let's this, start with the draft pick matchup. Let's okay. So we have Chrome taking on the Archers here for a chance to take on Atlas in Philly. These are two teams that are I don't want to say struggling right now, but they're definitely not at their tip top shape. I mean, Archers have two of their two big injuries. two big injuries. And okay, first of all, amazing to see that Jackson Place mm-hmm. is recovering very well. We didn't mention it as much as we probably should have on the last episode that's absolutely amazing he's doing great i hear and you love to see that that being said archers without tom schreiber is um kind of like peanut butter without jelly it it doesn't really mash as well you're just getting one flavor and i'm gonna go ahead and take the chrome in this one for a pretty pretty big upset not upset but big big score i like chrome in this one um i think they are going to just leave it all out there because they of all the teams I think desperately need that number one pick mm-hmm. just to keep improving on right. this roster. Yeah. Um, and I think they want to, you know, settle the score with Atlas as well after the, the performance they had in Columbus. So I think Chrome takes this one. And, and so uh, too. And I think Connor Farrell wins 62% of his faceoffs. Hot. That's a takes. good take, eh? Redwoods chaos. For a chance to take on Whip Snakes in the championship I think game. for the first time all season, you're going to agree with me here. I'm taking the Redwoods. Same. I'm sorry, Coach Andy Towers. You're an awesome dude. We love Thanks you. for coming on the podcast. Thanks for being a Thanks supporter. for listening to the podcast. That being said, I think that Ryder Garnsey and Jules Henningberg kind of pop off this week. 
in a way that we haven't seen yet. And I'm just I'm pretty excited to see what they can do out on the field here in New York because it's it's basically a home field game for like a guy like Jules out of Rutgers. I mean, New Brunswick is literally mm-hmm. only like a 25 minute drive from the stadium, so I think that we're gonna we're gonna see some good crowds, a lot of Redwoods fans, and. I think that they're going to be able to pull this one out. I think Timmy Troutner is going to stand on his head as always. The defense is going to show up, and I'm sorry, guys. I, all of the members of the chaos who have come on the podcast, and I've grown to we adore you. have great. I wouldn't say I adore you, but I, I definitely appreciate you. Um, uh, I adore our chaos guests. I mean, adore is a pretty strong word. It is. That's but... like that's kind of like how the Greek gods used to look at at other Greek gods. I mean. Would you would you say that the chaos guys that have come on the the pod are not Greek gods? I guess they are kind of like Troy's got that flow. They are kind of like PLL gods. I mean, Troy would probably end up on my PLL Everest. Deemer class has got some of the most gorgeous hair I've ever mm-hmm. seen. I mean, that shit glows. And I mean, Coach Towers can't say enough about that guy. So yeah, maybe you might be right, my friend. I might adore them as well. That being said. <laughs> Sko Woods, baby. <laughs> Roll Woods. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think Redwoods, the way that they've rolled this, no pun intended, this lineup out each and every week for the past couple of weeks with the five attack, it's worked. It's clicked, and it's something that's gotten them just going, and I think it's going to work for them. And Plus, JoJo's on the team, and I have to get our him back boy. on the vlog this week since I uh, didn't have the audio of his interview last week. Love that dude, though. So, um... Yeah, I'm, I'm Plus, stoked. I mean, JoJo, Jules, Greg, Nat St. Laurent, our guys. Yeah, they are our guys. So um, it's going to be a big week for them, I guess. This game is literally the battle of our guys. It really <laughs> is. But um, I, this is probably, I'm. this is going to sound awful. This is going to sound terrible, actually. I'm more excited for this game, I think, than I will be the championship game. I mean, it's, it's a heavyweight Because this match. is a big freaking brawl that's going to happen. Meanwhile, whoever wins is losing to the Lewis Snakes. We'll see about that. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, this game, this this matchup, I should say, has literally had two of the best games we've had all season long. We had the yeah. the Blaze-Nicocello brawl in Chicago, and then... The body slam! They literally just play each other so close and so well. It's going to come down... Personally, X-Factors in this game, Blaze and Timmy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the goalies every week for us, eh? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that we're going to see a lot out of Timmy this week. And, I don't know... Actually, I, I was going to say I've seen Blaze on the golf course more than lacrosse field this week, but I also saw Timmy on the golf course <laughs> yesterday. <so. laughs> Maybe it's the way the goalies calm down or do whatever the weirdos in net do. But, um, they already didn't breathe. You know what? My X factor is going to be the defenses. I think that we're going to need to see Troy yeah. Ray play a really tough defensive midfield, and then I think we're going to need to see the Redwoods defense just do what they're consistently the been doing. Do. Right, do what they do all season, but just make sure that they hold the fort down here because if you don't, the Chrome, I mean, the Chaos can just absolutely go off on you, and it, it can get ugly really quick. But that being said, it can also happen for the Redwoods because we saw what they did to Chrome mm-hmm. in uh, Albany. So... We'll see, man. I, I'm pretty stoked, though, because just the the electricity has been growing every single week with every single PLL event. Last week we had last week we had chance going. This week I know we're gonna have chance going. Next weekend in Philly, I can 1,000 percent assure you guys we will have chance going. So, I mean, just watch out, guys. PLL just stay is, tuned. 
pills coming through your town, and you're going to want to be there. Herm, I think this is a perfect time to talk about our friends at Design Tree. I could not agree more. They do a great job at the t-shirt. They provide us with the most quality apparel you could ever think of. I just got mine when I got home from Columbus. You'll be seeing me with my OTB shirt this weekend in New York. You'll be seeing Jared Newman with his Newman Nukes hot sauce shirt. A whole lot of good stuff comes from our friends at Design Trees. With that being said, it's DSGNTree on the Twitter.com and their website. Same thing, DSGNTree.com. Search Underground Sports Philadelphia. Get all of your OTB merch, apparel, all that good stuff. The Chef Rambo shirt, the Ding Ding boxing lacrosse gloves for our NLL fans as we get ready to talk about this schedule. Newman Nukes, the logo shirt. It's all in there along with all of your favorite Underground Sports Philadelphia apparel. Use promo code DSGN5 for $5 off at checkout. Rock that stuff in I mean, Philly, man. Guys, I can't even begin to tell you how comfortable these shirts are. I was I literally wore a different outside-the-box t-shirt to class every day this week. People thought I was wearing the same one every day. No, no, no. My guys hooked me up. They gave me this comfortable shirt that I just never want to take off. I want to sleep in this thing. I want to shower in it. I go to the gym in these things. Never chafe. Never make me uncomfortable. You know, sometimes when I'm driving too They're long, you. sometimes when I'm driving too long, I get a little sweaty on my back. Don't with these t-shirts. They breathe super well. So, I mean, if you haven't already, make sure you go buy your outside-the-box t-shirts because, one, they're comfortable as heck. Two, they look fly, my guy, and you are going to look good in them. So, Feel good, we want to see, we want, yeah, we want to see you in your outside-the-box gear, especially in Philadelphia, when we're our rocking turf. our f- stuff on our turf in Philadelphia, and, I mean, just go out and do it because that helps pay for my Support food this week. local businesses too design trees based in philly right they're doing the damn thing and they hook us up big time you know who else is based in philly kyle the The philadelphia wings Wings. they're back (laughs) schedule dropped the draft is coming up let's go over this schedule though first herm so the the league dropped the entire schedule for the season yesterday and uh you're not as concerned as i am with the wing schedule i don't get I don't get ruffled. My feathers don't get ruffled too easily. But the Wings open the season three straight road games. They do mm-hmm. not have a home game until the year 2020. It, it happens, you know. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to take your blows at the beginning of the season. You know who else started most of their season on the road this year? The freaking Red Sox. And you know where the Red Sox are at right now? Nine games out of a playoff spot. <laughs> That wasn't a really good <laughs> reference. No, the Wings and Red, Red Sox are very different. Um, I'm not concerned because it gives us an opportunity to go explore other venues. Um, I hinted at it yesterday on my Twitter. January 4th will be our first appearance at the Long Island Coliseum. I'm hype. I'm so excited, guys. It's actually where I took in my first hockey game of my life. That's right. You've so, told me that story. So, Nassau, I mean, we will be there. We will certainly, January 4th, guys, mark your calendars right now. That's going to be the first date that I'm dropping here since I put out a tweet yesterday asking where I should go. My first one, January 4th. Actually, I can't say it'll be my first one, but it's the first scheduled one. Uh, January 4th at Nassau Coliseum. I will see you there. If you want to hop in the vlog, just say what's up because, I mean, I'm going to be doing 
basically a battle of the fans all season for every <laughs> venue I go to. I want to see where the best fan bases are. And right now on Twitter, freaking Saskatchewan is killing everyone else. So you guys got to catch up. So here's the Wings' full 2019-2020 schedule. They kick things off December 14th down in Georgia to take on the Swarm. I heard that it's already sold out. Just where they ended the season last year, too. With a W. Uh, Then they have a bye week, and then Saturday, December 28th, they head out west to take on the defending champs, the Calgary Roughnecks. Then, like Herm said, Saturday, January 4th, in Long Island against the Riptide for the first time. Uh, and then the Wings are finally home January 10th. Do you January think that the Riptide will hook me up with a hat? Maybe. Even at the draft next week? Maybe. Hey, Riptide. <laughs> Entire organization. Everybody who works or plays for them. I need a hat. One of the, one of those minty ones. And then Please. Wings finally come home Friday, January 10th to take on the Vancouver Warriors. Uh, and then they head back out on the road. So the first five games, they have four road games Saturday, January 18th at New England. Uh, Sunday, January 19th, so a back-to-back. They are home against the new Rochester Nighthawks. Uh, and then Friday, January 24th, they host the New York Riptide for the first time in Philadelphia. And then Friday, January 31st, Georgia comes to the Wells Fargo Center, the newly Ooh. renovated Wells Fargo what, Center. What are we doing? Okay, so this was my, my X, X factor for the schedules. We could either stay in Philadelphia and do the new year's eve thing in philadelphia which would be pretty dope i mean that's pretty awesome january 31st the 7 p.m game that is literally like taking in the new year with your boys that'd be december 31st that is so disappointing i can staying in i cannot tell you uh one one i'm incredibly embarrassed right now two two i was looking at the schedules last night Really, 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 really planning on being in Toronto. <laughs> oh, guys, I was planning on being on Toronto in Toronto for January 31st because for some odd reason I thought that that was the new year. And I thought, oh, what a cool spot to take in the new year in Toronto, Ken. <laughs> um, See, so yeah, January... 31st. So we're talking a month after. Okay. Georgia comes to Philadelphia. So three straight home games um, after the four out of five on the I road. I did think it was very odd that they were playing on New Year's <laughs> Eve, but at the same time, I thought it was so freaking cool. Uh, and then I believe, if my math is correct, there is a bye week. Uh, and then we have another February 15th and 16th back-to-back on the road. Not the uh, same team this year, though. First, it's at Buffalo. And then at New England. And then February 22nd, Saskatchewan comes to Philadelphia for the first time since we've been covering the team. Uh, very excited to see the rush in person. Yeah, maybe you guys can make the trek down to here after or before I make it up there. And then uh, it's a leap year, Herm, so February 29th. Oh, that's a weirdo. I mean, that's almost as weird as celebrating New Year's on <laughs> January 31st. At Colorado. That'll be fun. They'll get to celebrate the leap year in the Mile High State. And then we get another back-to-back game uh, weekend. So Saturday, March 7th at 1 p.m. versus New England. And then Sunday, March 8th at 4 p.m. at Georgia. Boo. And Why then, did we go to Georgia twice? Uh, I don't know. That's just how it played us. out, I think. I think because... Uh, Wait. I forget. We definitely how it... didn't play Georgia... They we, came to us first, and then we went down to them. Is, 
Oh, no, we play a lot of teams three times. Yeah, we oh, play our division Our three division times. three times, okay. Yeah, okay, no, never mind. Me. For some reason, I thought we only played them twice, and I was very baffled for a second. Um, I am just really out of it right now, guys. Sunday, March 15th, my sister's birthday. Uh, New York comes back to the Wells Fargo Center. Welcome to the Welly. And then, looks like a bye week, and then Saturday, March 28th, San Diego Seals come to Philly for the first time. Yo, Diggs, you Diggs coming out, Poppy? come through. You can stay at the crib. You can come to the game with us. It's that simple. We can go take pictures at 3 a.m. in Center City, which is, like, one of my we'll take favorite you to things to freaking do. So, like, just come on through, bro. Uh, and then Saturday, April 4th, Tommy Schreiber and the Toronto Rock come to Philadelphia for the one and only time we play the Rock this year. That's going to be so weird to me, man, because, I mean, I'm so used to seeing the Rock in Philly multiple times a season. But, I mean, I do love the division realignment, which we actually haven't talked yeah, about yet we'll on the podcast, so we'll have to get about into that. And then there's, there's been a lot of news in the NLL this week, dude. Big bye week, and then end the season Saturday, April 18th at Halifax. The Halifax Thunderbirds, who have the second best draft hat, True. in my opinion. Um, but yeah, there was divisional realignment too, so before we finish up the wing schedule, uh, there's three divisions now in the NLL. Three. The East, the North, and the West. The West stays the same. Yep. The East has now been split into two divisions, so the new Eastern Division is your Philadelphia Wings, the Georgia Swarm, New England Black Wolves, New York Riptide, and then mm-hmm. the North is pretty much the North, Eastern Canada, yeah, I mean, <laughs> and it's, Buffalo. <laughs> it's basically New and, England and Buffalo. And well, it's, it's Rochester, Buffalo, right. oh. Halifax, Toronto. Oh, well, no, okay, so I didn't mean like New England. Never mind. Let's <laughs> completely ignore everything I say for the rest of this episode. I clearly haven't had my five Red Bulls yet. <laughs> so, um, like I said, Wings, Georgia, New England, Riptide. I love that for the Wings. I think that makes it a whole lot easier for us. I mean, Georgia lost a lot of assets here in, their, in the expansion draft, and I think that we can make pretty... I want to say make easy way of the New England. Granted, Georgia team. has the most draft picks in the entry draft. True, but um, I mean, there's only so much you can do with that. That being said, I mean, I'm kind of afraid of New York. They New York really went has a all squad. out. They have one heck of a team, and I think that they're going to be able to do a lot of damage. And so, then the North is the new Rochester Nighthawks, mm-hmm. Buffalo, Halifax, Toronto. This that's Rochester team is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a bloodbath. Dude, I know. It's going to be wild. I mean, Halifax doesn't know what they're in for because, I mean, in my opinion, they're kind of like the the back end of that because they're the former Rochester Nighthawks just kind of moved. I think they have their core together. They though. have their so core. They have the Kyle big. Jackson effect, which is pretty important. But I think that like Rochester adding Sean Evans alone is going to be one of the biggest moves they have all season. I don't want to talk about the guy that they got from the Wings. I'm not going to mention his name. Love you, Frank. No. Love you, Matt Bennett. No, stop. (laughs) Stop. I love Chipotle. But looking at the Wings schedule, overall, I'm I'm pretty pumped because I think... It gives us a lot of opportunities to spend time at the Wells Fargo Center. And I think... We'll have playoff lacrosse. Oh, I know we're going to have playoff lacrosse. I'm not concerned about that at all. I think that this team is like a fine wine. It only gets better with age. So um, Trevor's going to take everything that he's been eating up in the PLL and bring it right back into the NLL. I think Kevin Crowley's just going to absolutely go the freak off. I think that we have the core of members of this team that we need to 
be successful in the long run here. That being said, I mean, the NLL is going to be freaking good this year, dude. Like, yeah. there's a ton, a ton, a ton of talent, and I'm pretty stoked to see what we can just pull out of this. I mean, if you would have told me at the beginning of last season, I know I dubbed the Roughnecks the wagon at the beginning, but if you would have told me that they were going to win the championship at the end of the year, I probably would have like not believed you because <laughs> there was other teams that were just playing much better at the time. And just to see the whole season culminate the way that it did was pretty freaking awesome. Yes, yeah, so the playoff format, uh, eight teams once again qualify for the playoffs. Um, three division winners automatically receive the top three seeds based on their records and tiebreakers. The three second-place teams in each of the three divisions will receive the four through six seeds in order of their records and tiebreakers. And then the seventh and eighth uh, playoff teams will be wild-card seeds and will be awarded to the next two best records from any division. The first two rounds of the playoffs remain single elimination, and the teams will not be reseeded after the opening round. The championship round will remain as a best-of-three series, the highest remaining seed will host game one, and if necessary, game three. Good. I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very straightforward. It's it's not very complicated, and you don't have to worry about having point differentials and yeah. stuff like that. Um, no, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for NLL playoffs already, and the season hasn't even started. That being said, I mean, I'm pretty stoked for some more Wings games, man. I mean, the crowd at Wings games is just unreal. W-I-N-G-S, Wings! chopper style yep um I, you gotta love the guy i mean he is the biggest fan in lacrosse probably other than sask rush fan because my dude <laughs> goes <laughs> off but uh you know we've got the draft coming up and some other rumors circulating as well mm-hmm. obviously on this show we've talked about how san francisco is a likely destination for the nll right. we talked about that last season um there's a rumor swirling around that las vegas is in the eyes of the NLL. I mean, Vegas would do great great things at like MGM Grand. You could basically have the same exact setup as they have at Mohegan Sun. It's very similar venues. And I think Vegas would draw in freaking crowds. People, imagine all... I mean, so you hear about the... Oh, how do I say this? Adult beveraged out people from Calgary and Saskatchewan. Imagine that times 10 in Vegas. Well, plus People they, would eat that up. Plus they have the hockey arena too, so if they wanted to Oh, yeah, to where they get to play at their nights. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, and then the other rumor was dropped by Jake Elliott on Twitter this week um, that Dallas... The Cowboys. <laughs> ...looks to be a team primed to receive a team in the NLL You know what would really future? make that be successful if Jerry Jones was the owner? I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> Imagine if Jerry Jones... Jerry! Okay, so, like, the Star has a hotel. They have the practice facility. They have, like, a mall. Imagine if they just added an indoor NLL stadium that Jerry Jones builds. And right at Jerry World. Dude, I mean, actually, that would be, like, the most brilliant thing in the world. As much as I hate Jerry Jones... Well, I don't hate anyone. Well, you know who the more, dislike more than Jones. likely candidate is to be an owner? Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. You think? Is he a lacrosse guy? He could be. I mean, he's he's a business guy, so... Yeah, I mean, imagine Mark Cuban and Jerry Jones going in on this deal. <laughs> oh <laughs> the NLL God. will be thriving. That's but what we need. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked if, it, if you know, Mark Cuban is... Mark Cuban would have NLL games playing on QVC. <laughs> especially since we've heard about San Francisco and it being the Golden State Warriors ownership group. 
That's another NBA connection. That That's true. If Mark I mean, Cuban wanted to get in, that'd be pretty sick. That and all three of those would add to the West, and then potentially shake things up to be four. A divisions. four division and a four division setup would be much more clean and ideal, in my opinion. Especially when we get closer to like twenty teams in the mm-hmm. league. So I mean, that would be pretty awesome. And yeah, San Francisco, Dallas, those are two great spots. I mean, bring bring lacrosse back to Seattle, maybe. I think that with the expansion into the NHL in Seattle, that could be a great market to tap into. Um, and then I think that we need to really help bolster up that San Diego allegiance because they're kind of alone out there in California right now. And I want to say that it's growing out in California every day, and it is. But I think that adding teams out there will only help grow the sport and get people more interested to go to NLL games and have a good time. Because, you know what, NLL games are so much fun because of the music playing, the hits being thrown, and they're not that expensive. Mm -hmm. So, like, you're not breaking the bank to go see these teams play, which is pretty awesome because... It's not like the freaking like NFL where you have to spend at least 115 bucks just to like walk into the stadium, even if it's like in the highest level. So get out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then with the draft coming up in Philly, we're going to have an exclusive sit down. They with... really should have worked on Teddy's picture there. Well, it's Steven Stamp. Oh, it's never mind. Uh, I knew it didn't look like Teddy, so I was kind of baffled there. <laughs> Teddy didn't shave. <laughs> I know. I was so confused. <laughs> um, we're going to have an exclusive sit-down with Wings head coach Paul Day and some players that get drafted by the Wings. Yep. And we're going to have an exclusive sit-down with the Halifax Thunderbirds head coach at some point draft night. So Yeah, that'll be pretty awesome. Very excited. Shout-out to... Uh, these will be a lot of vlogger-tunities. Shout-out to Lauren Capone and our gal Dana Fagenbaum for setting this up for us. You know what, man, though? I mean... This this is an exciting period of time, but and I never talk about my grind, but this is a grind this weekend. Came in from Virginia, woke up in New Jersey, going to New York tomorrow, going to Philly Sunday, got to go back to Virginia Monday, go to classes Tuesday, and drive to Philly Tuesday night for the draft. This week this week's gonna be it's gonna be a lot, but you know what? We do it for you guys. So with that, I want to just take a time to say thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us in all of our endeavors, whether it's PLL, NLL, or just lacrosse across the board. It's a great time. We love what we do, and that's what keeps me motivated to do all this traveling and just working my tail off and not really sleeping at all. But um, no, thank you guys, because this podcast has grown to lengths that we honestly couldn't have even dreamed of in this last year. So, I mean, it, it couldn't be done without you guys, and me and kyle just kind of working our asses off so thank you we appreciate you go buy your merch so uh <laughs> last little tidbit for the draft uh steven's Dan put his new mock draft out i'm just gonna run through the andrew picks. number one andrew q number one wow to new york rochester taking rylan reese mm-hmm. new that england makes- taking tyson gibson mm-hmm. uh with the pick that they acquired from the wings for Kevin right, coming off of a great man cup run here no i gotta give a hat tip here over to the lakers huge win Shout for the peter day yeah, Paul, and the Courier the, brothers. The Peterborough Lakers just absolutely freaking went off. I mean, the Shamrocks looked good, though. So, I mean, that that was a great, great matchup there. Saskatchewan in the Corey Small trade uh, take Holden Garland. Mm-hmm. Halifax takes Warren Jeffrey. That's an interesting pick to me. He is a defenseman. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a high pick for a guy who's playing lockdown D. That being said, 
I mean, he can get it done with a pole on the field, so I hope that he can finish it in the box game. He's an incredibly talented kid, though, out of the University of Vermont. You love to see it. And um, Burlington, Vermont, I got some stories for that place. Colorado takes my Redwoods guy, Clark Peterson. Yep. Uh, Calgary, in the Sean Evans trade from New England, takes one of the best names in the draft, Liam LeClaire. Uh, and then in the Westburg trade, uh, Calgary then takes Zach Manns. Oh, that's a great pick. I mean, I would have him, I might even have him a little higher. He's incredibly talented. He reminds me of a young Reese Dutch, and I think that he's going to be able to get a lot done on the field here. Uh, Saskatchewan then takes Trevor Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, New York Riptide from Toronto via Saskatchewan in the Jeff Cornwall trade. Take Tyson Bomberry. Who's someone that we have a ton of experience watching. Uh, really just unreal player. He's going to be a X factor for whichever team picks him up here. And, I mean, he's been getting it done with the Six, uh, six Nation Arrow, uh, Six Nations Chiefs all season long. So that's pretty sick. Georgia Swarm take Ryan McSpaden. Uh, Buffalo takes Cason Tarble. Mm, um, out of Cornell. Good, good pick. Georgia from Calgary in a 2017 draft picks trade take Brent Noseworthy. Halifax for uh, the Matt Vince comp pick take Justin Robinson. Uh, Toronto in the Brody Merrill comp pick take Jake Fox. Oh, out of Hopkins. Nice. See, that's a good pick. He's a really talented guy. Knows how to do what he has to do. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how his game translates onto the box. But um, Saskatchewan in the Dan Dawson comp pick signing take Travis Longboat. <sighs> Ooh, New Jersey uh, boy, Aaron Foster coming up next. And then New England in the Aaron Bold comp pick takes Aaron Forster. Uh, That'll be a really good first round, first round, man. I mean, I'm excited to get to talk to all these guys after they get picked up. I think that the first round actually has a lot more talent than we kind of projected, especially without a guy like Tahoka being in there as he goes back to Albany this year, which is the right decision. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad that he made that decision. I think that getting another year of college under his belt will be really helpful in the long run because this, he's going to have such a long professional career that kind of rushing into it probably isn't the best decision he can make. Don't get me wrong he's literally like my age so like i can't really talk for that but i think that was a good decision on tohoka's behalf um and then the first wings pick is sean derrick from brooklyn i see linwood um so that's an in- a defenseman yeah no he's really can't, i want to say he reminds me of like a maybe a vitarelli or mm-hmm. someone who knows what the hell they're doing on the field essentially yeah give give you the defensive vitarelli yeah, I mean, he just he doesn't have to have the ball, but he'll make stuff happen, and that's what you're looking for. And then there was also in the the write up that you know Paul Day has been taking a bunch of his Peterborough Lakers guys, so he could potentially take Matt Smith as well. Wow, wait, wait, scroll down. Oh, oh, Keegan Bell. I Keegan thought it said Bell. I thought it said Keegan Ball for a oh, second. No. I was baffled. I'm like, what did Vancouver do? Uh, uh, no, dude, this this draft's gonna be a ton of fun, dude. I'm super excited for Tuesday. I think that. Devin's going to, Teddy and Devin are going to do a great job with the broadcast. I think that they really know what they're talking about. And then I'm going to just vlog the frick out of it. I mean, I hope that they work on the lighting a little. Xfinity, it's pretty dark in there. Got to really open up that aperture, make sure that people are seen and heard. But no, nah, I'm so stoked. Dude. And then the best name in the draft, Cameron Dunkerley, gets taken 30th overall. Cameron Dunkerley Donuts. The goalie um goes to halifax out of the shamrocks yeah okay i remember big stuff there so i mean guys nll season's right around the corner i am freaking so excited i think that it's going to be an unreal season and the the league's growing all all of lacrosse is growing each and every day and that is what we love to see and um 
hopefully we can help contribute to that each day. So we've got a big week of lacrosse coming to you from the outside the box, boys. We've got New York this weekend. Tuesday, we'll be at Xfinity Live for the NLL Draft. And then September 21st, we will be at Talon Energy Stadium for the PLL Championship Games. So tons and tons of lacrosse content coming your way. So make sure you're following us on Twitter at OTBLaxPod. And uh, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Just search Underground Sports Philadelphia, and you will uh, get all that good content. And then you can also follow us on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed to Herm's YouTube channel. Follow him on Twitter at OTBHerm. And uh, we will catch you guys next week. So uh, if you're going to be in New York, let us know. We'd love to meet you. We'd love to hang out with you if possible. Stickers. And uh, Herm's got the stickers. Cue the Miles Jones. Where's my sticker? Where's my stickers? I have uh, lots of stickers, guys. Kids love stickers. We will catch you guys next time. So for everybody here at Underground Sports Philadelphia, this has been episode number 70 of the Outside the Box podcast. For Herm, I'm Kyle. We're signing off. Peace.